This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Okay, welcome back to Sportsbook, your favorite podcast, certainly my favorite podcast. And if you are a sports fan at all, you probably already know what this week is. It's Thursday when you're listening to this, so it's round one of the Masters, a tradition unlike any other. It's Masters week. I love the Masters. I always have, even before I actually really was a golf fan. And then something happened. Maybe three years ago, I became a person who watches pro golf. I don't know what that is. Uh, I have a theory, which is I aged. <laughs> I got a little older and I started to like golf. And it's interesting, you know, uh, before I bring in our guest today, I, I, I want to riff on this. It, it's funny with golf and tennis, there's sort of, there, there are examples of sports where if you are a fan of those sports, if you watch the professionals who play those sports, people assume that you must also play those sports. You know, if you say, I love the NBA, no one says, oh, well, you must play basketball yourself. You know, are you any good? No. But if you say, oh, I got to watch the Masters, people say, oh, yeah, and where do you like to golf? What's your handicap? Well, I personally have never been golfing. I love going to the driving range, but I've never stepped foot on a golf course and golfed 18 holes or even nine, but I love watching pro golf. And so people assume that means you like golf, but uh, that you play golf, but I just like it. And uh, I think it's an age thing, but I, I find it relaxing. I find it soothing. And I love watching all four majors every year. None is more soothing than the Masters. Uh, good memories of watching the Masters on my couch with a drink. Even better memories of 2014 when I went to the Masters for a story assignment. I spent a couple days with Gary Player, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, it's all true, folks. He's very friendly. He's a lovely guy. He lifts a lot, lifting weights at 80. Uh, wakes up at 5.30 a.m. and his chef makes him a green juice and a plate of green veggies. Not my favorite meal, but it, it has worked for him. Anyway, Masters Week, it's so exciting. We want to get into it. And of course, because it's Masters Week, everyone is going to be talking about one guy, Tiger Woods. So I'm going to bring in one guy who is well-suited to talk about this. My colleague and your friend, if you listen to this podcast, Miles Udland. Woo! Hello, Miles. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. It's a tradition unlike any other. Welcome the to Butler Cabin. Yep, there it is. The Masters. Uh, Augusta, the green jacket, the pimento sandwiches. This is uh, the biggest week of Jim Nance's year because Jim Nance <laughs> did the game uh, <laughs> last night, and then he'll do You're the right. Masters, and then he's into the swing of the golf season, and mm. we know... If you listen to him do football, you know that Jim Nance really likes golf. <laughs> right. he, like, you know, right. he, he likes talking about the Patriots because he does like nine Patriots games a year, but he really likes golf. Tough, tough week for Jim Nance, who the other night said uh, to Grant Hill that he became a Mimi. Oh, right. Instead of a meme. <laughs> Just, he, he went the Bryce Harper route. Uh, Bryce Harper, who famously told Scott Van Pelt on the Midnight ESPN, I don't want to answer that question or I'll become a Maymay. <laughs> it's meme, folks. But do you think he answered that question? Because he, like, in that way, knowing that he no, would become a meme by saying maybe. No, that gives him too much credit. I'm saying Bryce Harper, not Yeah, Jim that gives him too much oh, credit. All right, fine. No, all right, no. let's talk about golf. Let's talk about golf. It's golf. It's Masters Week. It's golf. It's Tiger. Now, Miles, everyone is so excited. Everyone's fired up because, wow, Tiger's back in play, and he's been playing great, and he really has. But let's hold our horses, right? Can Tiger win this thing? I think it's a um, it's a big ask, but I don't think it's crazy that he would win this event. Um, <clears throat> there's a few right, reasons if he's going to win one. This is there's the a thing. few reasons, right? Why uh, why he should be in contention uh, at the very least for this event. So 
Remember, the Masters is the only major that is played on the same course every year. And now mm. there's a lot of, or there's not, there's some PGA tournament events that are played on the same course every year. Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill would be an example. But not everyone goes to every PGA Tour event, even if it's loaded. But majors, oh, yeah. all the big players are there unless they're injured. So all the best players in the world, all the contenders, you know the names, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, um, you know Justin Thomas is a younger guy, so he doesn't really count, but Bubba, Phil, Justin Rose, these guys have all played Augusta many times. Tiger's been playing it since 1996, 1995 might have been his first he one. He knows so this course. He knows this course very well, um, as does... He knows Amen Corner. Right, and so... Uh, it, it sets up very well for him for that reason that he knows the land. It's also a course that really benefits um, iron play. So the greens are hard, but they're not insane. The big thing is getting yourself in the right position. You don't want to end up above the hole uh, because then you're going to have a screaming putt down the hill where even if it's a six-footer, you know, it could move two cups and you're really just guessing. You could putt yourself off the green. You know, you want to have a 40-footer that's below the hole. You know, it's, it's about uh, the way golfers talk about it is you, you know all the misses, right? Mm, so Tiger right, knows right. all the misses on that course. Yeah. If I screw um, this up, I know exactly how I'm going to screw it up. Yep. Yes, and he knows where to bail out. And the misses are often iron play, right? When people talk about where is your miss, they're not really talking about the drive per se, right? Because the drive is how you set yourself up for the hole. Most often a miss is in context of it's my approach into the green. And if I don't do this right, how can I get myself up and down to save my par? So Tiger knows all the misses. He, he's seen every putt on the course. He's been in every position. So he has all that institutional knowledge. And, you know, the thing that really stood out when he was playing really well a month ago at the Valspar is that his irons were dialed, especially yeah. Friday and Saturday. I mean, he was on his numbers, and that was his biggest challenge early in the season and when he was still injured the last couple of years and trying to play is that, you know, he didn't know exactly how far he was going to hit his 8-iron or his 9-iron or his sand wedge. And he seems to have figured that out. So if he knows his numbers... Um, you know, he's going to be a little bit wild off the tee. We, we know that, uh, there are some holes that will be more penal than others, but you know, you do have holes where, you know, like let's, let's take 13, you can be out in the trees, um, and you're probably going to have a look at the green, uh, to be, you know, set yourself up for an Eagle. And even if you can't, you can lay up, get up and down for a birdie, um, you know, would be one example. So, you know, he knows the course so well, he's such a good iron player, he seems to have gotten a little more accurate off the tee. He's still going to have to hit driver a lot more than he had to hit at the Valspar. He's not going to be able to hit as many irons off the tee. He's not going to be able to hit as many three woods. But it sets up well for him. Uh, the question is basically, you know, to win at Augusta, you need to have a nine-hole stretch where you shoot 30. you got to get insanely hot and make a ton of birdies, preferably uh, on the back on Sunday. Right. But even on Saturday, you know, if you reel off a 64 or a 66 and get yourself in the hunt, um, he's going to have to do that. So you know, we know that Dustin Johnson can do that. We know that Rory McIlroy can do that. We know that Justin Thomas can do that. question is, can Tiger Woods play the kind of best-in-the-world golf on for Sunday. 9 to 12 holes sometime on the weekend? If so, he will probably be in contention. Yeah, what was frustrating at the Valspar to watch when he was so close and it kept, you know, there was still time, there's still time, he just needs two more birdies, but then he just couldn't get them. I mean, remember on, on the final day on Sunday, 
uh, after maybe the first three holes, he, he didn't. He got par for like eight holes in a row. I mean, that was so frustrating. He just couldn't get birdie. And then in the end, of course, he went right down to the wire, and he set him, set himself up for failure by forcing it to happen on 18, and it didn't happen. But you know, he made that incredible birdie right at the end on 17 to put him uh, one back mm-hmm. at the Valspar. Yeah. But that was just you know. So if that happens on you know, as you say, on Sunday, he needs to be able to string together a bunch of birdies. Right, and and, and this is not. Um, you know, we're framing this around Tiger, but this is not unique to Tiger. Whoever wants to win the tournament is going to have to do that on Sunday. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it just comes down to like how sharp are his irons on the weekend. Um, so I, I think it sets up to be a really exciting tournament just because of his involvement. And, um, you know, as we have said a number of times on this podcast when we discuss golf, we were all kind of kidding ourselves in the last couple of years that some of these guys are really notable uh, without Tiger. But I think Tiger's presence does accentuate the fact that some of these players, um, you know, Bubba, for example, is playing really exciting golf right now. Uh, Even though people don't like him. uh, People on tour do not like Bubba at all. He's a little prickly. Um, (laughs) But, you know, he has a really interesting uh, shot shape. He hits really creative shots that no one else hits. He's won twice at Augusta. It sets up really well for lefties. Almost all the holes with movement work from right to left. So that's why we've seen, you know, Mike Weir way back in the day won a green jacket. Phil Mickelson has won three. Bubba Watson has won two. Uh, it sets up really well for that shape. Tiger's preferred shape is a slight draw, which is a right to left for a righty player. Um, you know, I mean, among other things, the fact that he's basically the best ball striker ever is why he won the tournament four times. But it is a course that suits his game. So, you know, the, the skills of all the other guys, I think, become more interesting when we get to say it on the background of, and Tiger Woods is playing, right. and he's playing really well. Well, exactly, and I want to stick with that. I, I, I do want to return later, too. We'll talk about some of the other guys just briefly. We'll talk about who we think might win, but let's stick with Tiger. You know, a minute ago you were saying, hey, this isn't just Tiger. You know, this this rule we're talking about applies to everyone if you want to win this, but let's be real. Tiger is the draw. Tiger is what people care about. I think that cannot be overstated. Just as you're saying, I think that for the last few years, when Tiger really was either completely non-existent, not performing, or, you know, kept getting uh, DQ'd early on, kept missing the cut. Uh, there were a couple tournaments where he stopped after, like, one hole, right? He went up and did a hole and then said, okay, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. During that time, everyone desperately wanted to make so much of, well, 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 but we have Spieth, we have Ricky Fowler, we have Jason Day is young, we have Dustin Johnson, that's exciting. He's married to Paulina Gretzky. Uh, she's famous and hot. This is great. We have hot, young, cool golfers, and that's exciting. And sure, I mean, it's not like that was false, but it was also overstated because I think that if golf wants to get hot again, and it is hot again right now, it has to attract people who themselves, as I said in my little intro, people who arguably are like me, but even less interested than me. I mean, I at least work in sports media. People who, they'll watch a golf tournament if they happen to be home and they're free and they think there's a big draw. Otherwise, they're not going to change their daily schedule to watch it. And it's only Tiger who does that. It's only Tiger who brings that interest. And now that he's here, it's like, as you say, the false narrative fades away. It's Tiger, okay? Tiger's in it. Everyone's going to watch for Tiger. Right. I mean, I think that narrative is a very, um, it's like a very Golf Digest narrative, right? In Golf Digest, it's exciting to read about Ricky Fowler Sure. And Justin Thomas. Ooh, our guys. new cover is da, da, da. Right, right. But, but it's ultimately all about Tiger. Okay, hold that thought, Miles. Coming up, Miles is going to get into some of the TV numbers for us, and the two of us are going to talk about Viagra. Don't worry, it relates to golf. Stick with us. Welcome. 
welcome back. Um, let's put a, a few numbers. Yes. Uh, I pulled up. Let's get into the, the business ratings, of how Tiger helps golf. Ratings for three tournaments that I think are relevant for kind of getting a sense of what CBS might be looking at this weekend. And honestly, what you know these tournaments could be looking at going forward in terms of comparable uh, performance against what we saw last year. So the Valspar Championship, which took place in Tampa, we referenced earlier. That was a month ago. And Tiger got second place Tiger by got one second stroke. place. He was in contention. He was in the second to last group, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, so that three hour window for NBC, three to six p.m., did a five point one overnight rating, uh, which is very good, highest figure for a final round that was not a major since two thousand thirteen. That was the Players Championship that did a five seven. That tournament, by the way, won by Tiger Woods. Yep. Uh, now the following week at Bay Hill, small which caveat: is the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, small caveat: this was the first Sunday. Or, yeah, first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Uh, of course, those ratings in general were terrible. Um, we can go back to my take about how I don't think the tournament is very interesting at all. Of course, I was proven correct last night. Um, so that was up against a tough comp. That did a 3-6, which was 136% better than the prior year. So I think the number you could look at if you're a run-of-the-mill tournament um, or, you know, a tournament that people might watch, you know, Memorial later this year, the players, which will happen next month. Uh, the majors are a slightly different basket, but, you know, John Deere, Wyndham, uh, and then as we get into the fall stretch, you know, Northern Trust, these kinds of tournaments, you can, I think, if you're CBS, look at it and say, well, if Tiger's playing well and he's in the tournament, we'll probably get double the ratings that we got last year, I think is the right bogey. Um, I don't know if the Masters is going to double its rating, but it has room to do considerably better. Last year, right. the final pairing between um, uh, Sergio Garcia and Justin Roach, which, which was, you know, I mean, it was, it was pretty good golf. Uh, they were both <laughs> missing a lot of putts, um, but they were clearly out in front of the pack. So it was a nice, compelling duel down the stretch for the two of them. That drew a 7.6 rating. It was 11% below the 2016 number, yeah. a 21% below 2015, Ay. and it was the Masters' worst showing since 2004. Ay. Third round coverage was down almost 20%. Friday's coverage was also down 18% last year compared to the prior year. So I think those numbers will do a lot better with Tiger in contention. Yeah, he swoops in and saves ratings. Yeah, I mean, and so I think that that's... Um, you know, you think about the business picture and the ratings picture. Um, it's clear that Tiger's worth, uh, again, like I said, for an average PGA Tour event, he's probably worth a double, double the number, double the overnight. For the Masters, he's probably worth at least fifty percent. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw twelve overnight on the Masters on Sunday if he's in contention. Now, if he goes out and shoots. 72, 74, and misses the cut. Like, that's really going to stink, and it's going to be a yeah. huge letdown, yes. um, not only for Tiger, but uh, for everybody else. We're not yes. even thinking about, you know, his emotions here. No, no, no. Uh, not. not that he's really shown the, the ability to have many through his career. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, everyone is assuming that he will be in the final five to six groups, both Saturday and Sunday, and that these will just be monster numbers. Now, by the way, just very briefly to, to bolster the argument, you mentioned Valspar in the overnight and and – as you said, the best rating for a non-major since the 2013 players, but also the final round on Sunday was the best-rated golf telecast period since 2015 other than the Masters. In other words, the final round of this Valspar championship when Tiger was in contention, this was just a couple months ago or a month ago, which is not a major and in fact is usually a tournament that gets ignored, did better than three of the four majors did in 2017 and in 2016. Wild. 
Yeah. I mean, he is just, you know, I, I wanted to write this in my story, or no, I wanted it in the headline of the story I wrote about the ratings, and internally here at Yahoo Finance, we decided, eh, it's not, not a headline phrase, but I'll mention it here on the podcast. Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, is famously nicknamed Franchise Viagra because he comes into a existing movie franchise, reinvigorates it, suddenly it kills at the box office. He did it with Final uh, Fast and Furious, and there was uh, one other one that they put him in, like, the third one, and he, oh, uh, I don't know. But the point is... Jumanji? No, not Jumanji. There was an existing movie series, and when they did the sequel, they put him in... I don't, no, oh, I oh, Transformers? Was he put in Transformers? I don't know. I think so. What's the one that was on commercials last night? Oh, it's called, like, it's something with is animals it, escaping? Yeah. Rampage. Rampage, right. Yeah, and there's, like, a wild gorilla running it, around. This is, this is, like, how The Rock does it, right? He goes yeah. out, he, like, fights some stuff, fights sure. some CGI. And he's always in a helicopter, like, flying yeah. through a city, and, and he's holding on to a girl just by one hand, and she's going to fall and die, but he's got her, and while he's driving the helicopter, he's saving her life. Uh, anyway, Tiger is ratings Viagra for golf. That's fair. Totally. I mean, he's he's, like... He's kind of like Viagra for the whole sport. I, I mean, again, sure. like back in back in the mid early aughts when he was at the top of his game, golf was a relevant sport. I mean, now what's the conversation about biggest sport in America? It's like, oh, there's the NFL, the big uh, behemoth, but then the NBA. Oh, is the NBA fast. catching up to it? Yeah, and NBA, what's, the, what's the state of baseball? People, you know, local ratings for baseball games are still pretty good. But remember, there was a time when it was like. You know, football and baseball and basketball are all doing just about as well as golf. I mean, golf was such a huge event because Tiger is an athlete, basically unlike any that has come before him and, and certainly unlike any that have come since. I mean, I think the closest that you could say that compares to Tiger is probably LeBron, um, just because LeBron was the chosen one from when he was a sophomore in high school. He's lived up to the hype. Uh, he created the super team era when he went to the Heat. He's been to seven straight NBA finals. He's essentially met or exceeded every expectation that was put in front of him. And he's made the NBA, you know, a, a sport that is full of stars that are way more marketable than they would have been 10 years ago. I mean, in the Kobe Shaq era, there was no one. I mean, what? Steve Nash was not selling uh, anything. Dirk Nowitzki, great player, but never was, you know, selling anything. Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, like these guys no. didn't really move the needle. Um, and now I think that that's a lot different for the NBA, and that's all because of LeBron James. So Tiger Woods has created a runway for guys like you know Jordan Spieth. I mean, you know, I know it's on the Golf Channel, but like Daniel Berger, who's a nice player, a really good player. You're giving me a look like you don't really know who he is. Nope. He's in the class with Spieth and Thomas and all these young guys. He has a commercial. He has a Geico commercial that runs on like golf telecasts, mm -hmm. and it's like. Who the hell is yeah, Daniel Berger? Right. And like that would never have been possible before Tiger Woods came along. Right. Um, I'm reading the new Tiger Woods bio, mm. and uh, the chapter I just finished last night was right after he wins the USAM for the third straight time. He signs a contract, and you know Nike, which of course was ready to go, uh, you know no violation of NCAA or amateur rules <laughs> there. Uh, they had a con they had a commercial ready for him, and it was the whole thing about you know T Tiger is here, are you ready, world? You know, it was like it was "Hello World" was the punchline, which is very like 1997 "Hello World." Tech, it's like Apple 1984. Yeah, yes. exactly. So, uh, it was a great ad, and I think it was the beginning of golf ads being a thing, and it it kind of presaged how big of a deal uh, Tiger was going to be. It, it's funny reading the book; like everyone knew that Tiger was going to be a thing. He was being written about in the New York Times from the time he was in high school. 
And then thanks he, to Earl, he came, he saw, and he conquered. Yep. Like he was every bit the star that people thought he was going to be. Yep. And which I is think rare. That's the most fascinating. LeBron thing. is a good comparison that you brought up. Right. And that's the most Similar. fascinating thing about this. Uh, third, fourth act, whatever you want to call it, that he's having, is like he still has that star power 20 years later. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of Tiger ads, I remember the controversial ad later on when they used the voice of his dead father talking to him. It was like, right, Nike ran an ad after the yep. controversy, you know, you're going to fall or you'll get up. Or, mm -hmm. uh, now, briefly, let's hit some of the other guys in here, okay? I, I want to ask you, let's use me as a, a good example as a representative of the casual fan of course i know all the fun young guys we've been talking about we've been talking about speed we've been talking about johnson we've been mm -hmm. talking about jason day we're talking about rory love rory and yet there are some guys that as recently as in the last year or one year ago or in the last two years won tournaments they were at the top of the conversation and now i don't hear them brought up as much so tell me maybe i'm just wrong or how are they doing or what are their prospects the two i'd mention sergio who, hello, he won the Masters a year ago, but then this year, not making that much noise yet. And then I haven't heard anyone talk about Adam Scott in a while. What yeah, happened there? He was, he was dominating for a while. He was at the top I, of the, he was in the his, final pairing every, every few tournaments. See if I get his he's now, he's at 60th in the world. What happened to Adam Scott? I mean, he's old. And like I wrote about him from the business perspective because he had a Uniqlo sponsorship. Yeah, what is he? He's 40. Uh, oh, no, I got Adam Scott, the actor. I want the other Adam, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I want the other Adam right. Scott. Uh, let's see, what's his age? Of course, Adam Scott, the golfer, looks like an actor. Very good-looking guy. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, it's fine. Uh, for a golfer, <laughs> right? Uh, he, uh, he's 37, so, you know, he's... Well, wait, you can't, you can't dismiss and say he's old when Tiger is 40. I and know. Tiger's coming back and I know, he's but, doing fine. All right, so like the quick aside would be um, as golfing careers have gotten a lot longer, and we see that with, with Phil Mickelson. Um, v Vijay Singh, Jim Furyk. No, no, but Vijay and Fur Furyk's Furyk. Furyk like just recently example. almost won something. Right, but he doesn't really play anymore. But Phil Mickelson is 47, and he's playing a full PGA Tour schedule. So as careers have gotten longer, it's become clear that guys usually around Adam Scott's age need to reinvent themselves because mm. if you're a power game, you're a young guy, you're ripping the ball. I mean, let's mm. think Jason, Jason Day does, this is like very technical golf stuff, but uh, Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, um, you know, John Rahm, uh, Justin Thomas, Hideki Matsuyama, these guys are all in their 20s or early 30s. Bubba Watson even kind of counts in this group. Um, I, I don't know how easy it is for the you know casual fan to tell, but the announcers Power. will usually make it pretty clear. Yep. I mean, these guys are hitting the hell out of Power. the ball. And not only are they hitting the hell out of the ball, they are just torquing, like the way that they are leveraging the ground, the speed they create with their hips. Um, right. it's, Enjoy it's those a, back problems. It's a young man's on. game, right? Yeah. And so you get to a point, and Phil was always a very long hitter, and he was always really good getting up and down. That always helped his scoring. But you do need to change the way you play as you get a little bit older. And so I suspect that Adam Scott is kind of in this period where he's reinventing his game. Um, now, how but, do you like Sergio? For right, so, so you know, Sergio is... A guy who won the tournament last year. Um, I've know, always liked him very much. He's been, I know that for a while people didn't. I think that wasn't fair. Yeah, he's always been a very interesting player because he runs a little hot. So he does get upset. And you know, I, I have no problem with that. But some golf people are like, oh, you shouldn't show emotion on the oh, course, whatever. Uh, John Rahm, who's also from Spain, like Sergio, also runs a little bit hot. Um, I think you know he is a very interesting possibility this weekend. He's not playing quite as well as uh, he was playing last year. This is John Rahm we're talking about. He was in contention-ish for the first couple days, and then I think he shot like 74, 75 on Saturday or Sunday and just kind of like fell off the train. Um, but he was playing really good golf last year. I mean, Sergio, yeah, he won the tournament, so you know he's got to be in the mix. But I think right now, for me, the favorite has to be Bubba Watson. Uh, he's won the tournament twice before. 
as I said at the top, the tournament does not require you to be a great putter. You just have to putt okay on the weekend, and the greens at Augusta are not as hard as I think sometimes people make them out to be. It's about where you position yourself on the green. Um, we mentioned before about the the right to leftness of the course uh, and how most holes tend to kind of veer that way sets up very nicely for lefties. I think Phil Mickelson, his caddy, uh, Bones McKay, has said publicly that he thinks Phil will win another major before he's or not another major. He will win another Masters before he's done. Uh, mm. This year would be as good as any because sure. Phil's playing really, really good golf right won now. Won the WGL Spain. Won the WGC Mexico yeah, right, City. Right. Um, he's been, he was top 10 like five weeks in a row during the California stretch earlier this year. Uh, he's playing really good golf. Justin Rose is just playing very Justin Rosey golf. You know, not the longest guy off the tee, not the you know most exciting player, but he keeps it in play and he moves it along. So he's a guy to watch out for. Uh, quickly, if you look, yeah, at let's the, hear the odds. If you look at the odds, yeah. So we got Spieth and Tiger tied at the best odds. I'm looking at sportsbook wow. right now, ten to one. Uh, we're checking um, a sportsbook on sportsbook. Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas are twelve to one. Rory is thirteen. Bubba's fifteen. Phil's also fifteen. Justin Rose is 16 to 1. I think those are probably Funny the with guys. Funny Spieth, and yet Spieth, this year so far, at the few events we've had, he hasn't been uh, in but, contention. So the thing is, like, so Justin Thomas all last about year. past Masters performance. Right. Justin Thomas last year, player of the year, wins a bunch of tournaments, right? Jordan Spieth had the lowest scoring average on tour. Jordan Spieth is 24 years old. In my opinion, I think, like, I'm not saying Justin Thomas isn't a good player. Jordan Spieth is still the chosen one. And mm. Jordan Spieth wow. is still, in my view, the best player of that generation by like a very wide margin. And certainly not the most exciting, but yes. Yeah, but I mean, he was... The closest argument would be Rory over Jordan. Right, but I, I think Jordan Spieth's a better player than Rory. I think Rory's upside is like, okay, he's you know, he can play as good as any. He can play like Tiger played in his prime for brief stretches, but Jordan Spieth is much more consistent week in and week out. Oh, um, he's extremely disciplined. I mean, you can see Yeah, and, and you know, I don't love... Ten to one. It's not a great value there. I mean, let's see. No, a more fun bet would be on on like a who's the guy? I'm gonna get his name wrong, but like Shamblo, young guy. Yeah, Bryson, oh, Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau. Yeah, and he's been in it in, in a few events to one, now. Like fine, it's a fun bet. Um, yeah, you know, we were talking before Patrick Reed, fifty to one. Not sure. a horrible bet. He's uh, he's Where's a Jason Duffner guy. on that list. Duffner, <laughs> oh, I got to keep going, going, see, keep going. Uh, he might not even have odds. Um. All right, uh, let's, let's end Duffner's, this way, Miles. Duffner's 200 to 1. Oh, so. boy, I like that. Yeah. Miles, who's your pick? I think Bubba's going to win. Not who you want to win, who you think will win. No, I think Bubba, Bubba, I think Bubba will, will win. Wow. Um, I, I think I want Tiger to win. Of course. But if Tiger I doesn't win, Tiger. I think I would also want Jordan Spieth to win because yes, I like I people. I want there to be a, a, a next great one where we're going yep. through every tournament. Yes. It's like the history books, yes. right? I so, want him to really be the next Tiger as he yeah. was crowned. Yes. And I want that to prove correct. It was so disappointing the year when he won two of the four but came very close to winning three. Yeah. Remember? I mean, it it was, he, uh, he was in contention for all four. 2015, he won the Masters, the U.S. Open. Um, and in one of them, he blew it with a putt toward the end. You know, he, he choked on one uh, hole. Yeah, I think it was the PGA maybe. But yeah. I don't remember exactly. But thank you for uh, indulging my uh, golf talk here. I know well, it was, I think bit, our, was a little bit off the sports No, book, I think our uh, listeners business enjoy. Path, but no, it's a business fun. story because it's about how Tiger boosts the business of golf. So thank you for listening. This was Sportsbook. As always, we come out on Thursday mornings. I hope you'll stick with us and listen. Uh, please. Give us feedback. Tweet at me. It's Reed Dan Wright, right as in writing. Or you can tweet at Miles. His handle is Mudland. M- no, it's Miles Udland. Yep. I'm thinking of his Slack username. Uh, it's Miles with a Y. 
and uh, let us know. Are you watching the Masters? Who do you want to win? Do you love the Tiger comeback? I bet most would say yes, but maybe there are some Tiger haters out there rolling their eyes. I'm sick of it enough. He's not going to win another major. Forget it. He's only four away from, uh, from Jack, but, you know, can he even win one more? Certainly not four. Anyway, we'll all be watching. That's going to be great, watching the Masters. Thank you. Uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next Thursday. And I'll give you a little hint preview. It's going to be more golf talk. We'll have a special guest here. Check back with us. Bye. <laughs>